You're listening to Real People of Orange County, and I'm your host, Kimberly Martin. This show is a fun and informative look inside the lives of Orange County's best and brightest. These are people who serve their community in a meaningful capacity on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Real People OC. I'm your host, Kimberly Martin, and we air each and every Thursdays from 4 to 5 on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And we are always streaming on the web at KUCI.org. And you can reach us via podcast by going to KUCI.org. Click on the archives button and that'll take you to all of our shows where you can listen to our podcasts any time of the day or night. Well, today I have the pleasure of interviewing Annie Hall. She is a 17-year-old high school senior at Tesoro High School here in South County. And while on a trip to Africa with her mother, Denise Hall, who's also with us today, something clicked and spurred Annie into action. Now, they took a tour through Abercrombie and Kent. They are a travel agency that, in addition to taking you to some unique places in Africa, but they also try to create a unique opportunity for their guests by taking them into villages where travelers can see firsthand how a real village operates. And so when faced with the beautiful school children in this village that uh, Annie and her mom were at in the Maasai Mara region of Kenya, Annie was touched. And she encountered very passionate and eager students, but she noticed that there was a suspicious lack of reading material at the school. And she was like, huh? Well, anyway, she gets home And I don't know, I just love this can-do-it spirit. She realizes that that memory kind of stuck with her and she had to do something about it. And oh, that just makes me so excited to hear that a young person wanted to do something and then went on and actually did it. So with the support of World Reader and Abercrombie and Kent, Annie set out to fundraise for the e-reader program so she could put candles in the hands of the students that she had just met on her trip. So in October of 2015, her dream became a reality, and the first load of Kindles were there to greet more than 1,500 students with their special new devices. Annie's work to fundraise for the e-reader program continues, and today we get to talk to her and her mother, Denise Hall, to hear a little bit more about the program and their fundraising efforts. Well, so welcome. I'm excited to have in the studio Annie Hall and her mother, Denise Hall. So both of you, thank you so much for coming in today. No problem. Thank you for inviting us. Wonderful. Well, thank you for being here. Um, So such a unique story. Take me back to the beginning and what inspired you to do something of this magnitude? Well, initially, two summers ago, my mother took us and the girls, which consists of my grandma and my cousin, to Kenya just for a pleasure safari. However, on one of our excursions was visiting a school, and it was a school really in a rural area um, called Inkerere. Um And when I went in the school, there was nothing. And the kid came up, one of the students there, very tiny, barely reached my waist and grabbed my hand and wanted to read a book to me. And I, my expectations were low for her reading level, considering she is a Kenyan student, kind of an impoverished area. But she had this one tattered storybook, and she just rambled off in perfect English, paragraphs on po- paragraphs of this story. And I was amazed, and I could tell she wanted to keep reading, but um, there was no more books. The whole school had one book that they all shared, so that did not sit well with me, which turned me to my search for an organization that would help provide underprivileged schools, which happens to be World Reader. 
World Reader. Okay, so that's how they fit in. You came home, you did research, or exactly what ended up happening? Well, normally when you think of providing school children with educational resources, you think of sending books, hard paper books. But over time, these textbooks wither away and the kids outgrow them. So World Reader found um, the conduit of the Kindle, which is a perfect, almost dynamic classroom, because you could update it and change it with new downloads as the student grows. Okay, so the device is something you wanted to get into their hands. Yes, exactly. Okay, good. You want to weigh in, Mom? Tell me a little bit about that first trip. Were you just on a pleasure trip and it turned into something greater? Oh, yeah, it was amazing. Um it was a wildlife trip, and uh, we were just so fortunate. We traveled with a group called Exclusive Resorts, as wonderful members. Most of the members are very socially conscious, and so to um, you know fulfill that part of the members, they had us visit a school in a marginal community. And this school was, is even off the grid. There was no electricity at the time either. Five little classrooms bats, you know, nesting in the ceilings. Uh, the kids were so proud of their school. They would walk three miles to school to learn, just super eager to learn, but did not have the tools to do so. It was like a, an immediate impact being there of what they needed. And, you know, the question is like, what can we do for these kids? Do you just pick one student and try to supply that one student through the year with money for food, lunch it's too hard to pick them they're so adorable so and the age group ran from like four years old all the way up to 19 or 20 wow they could be 20 years old and be in first grade because that might be their first opportunity that they were able to then go to school and um and also especially um felt for the female students you know given i have my daughter here and we were all girls traveling um, we understand that the girls are the better students, the better readers, but they're the ones that are um, kind of forced to drop out early. To um, do household labors. Household and... labors, um, get married at 13, all kinds of things. And um, they have opportunities. They're, they have a, a woman that's helping with the school that went to university in Nairobi. She really wants to keep the girls in school. So if they had the tools like the world readers, e-readers, Kindles that know, they put hundreds of books on these Kindles. They have an immediate library with their textbooks and African novels, literatures. And Annie's involved also in um, reaching out to um, conservation, wildlife conservation. Do you want to speak about that, Annie? Yeah, let's let's do that. Before we get into the wildlife conservation, though, I, I want to focus more a little bit on that first trip. So did you come with things to bring to the school initially? Had you planned for this visit? We did plan for the visit, and Exclusive Resorts, our travel club, planned ahead and brought some things like paper, pencils, dry erase markers, that sort of stuff. But just handing out those things, it seems so temporary, the solution. They're going to use the pencil in a month. They're going to use the sheets of paper in a week. So uh, to bring in a solution that would transcend just a month, a couple months, and even throughout generations of students um, is where the Kindle comes into play, for sure. Okay, so now initially you said they had no electricity. No. So this would have to be solved in order to think about providing them with an electronic device? Well, yes, of course you think a Kindle. Uh, how do we um, charge a Kindle off the grid and 
Kenya in the Maasai Mara district. Well, that's where a lot of prototypes for um, solar-powered um, docking stations have been looked at, and um, they found one that works perfectly to utilize um, for charging the Kindles, and it's also... Um, holds universal outlets. So not only can they charge the Kindle from these solar-powered stations, but they can charge their other devices like their cell phones or pagers or anything they have. Okay, so you went on this first trip. It was fabulous, but it really stuck with you in some way, right? What were some of your initial emotions? What were you feeling when you left? Well, when I left, I almost felt slightly ashamed of what I had and just kind of thinking of all the books in my house and the many dust collecting untouched books in the school library um, and to have these kids so eager to learn eager than most of the kids around in this area was just such a shame that they didn't have the resources and opportunities to learn so I really felt just kind of this accord was struck in my heart that these kids need help and they need help now they're just as willing and just have the same potential as any other student in the world to learn Annie, how old were you on that first trip? Ooh, I would have to say I was 16. 16, okay. And you're 17 now? I just turned 18. Oh, my. Okay. All right. So in a short amount of time, you've really done something impactful. Yes. So, okay, take us... Take us through the process. What was the very first thing you did after you got in touch with World... World Reader. World Reader. The very first thing... I did was look them up, look at their backstory, and really see if the mission was in accordance to what I thought the school named Carreri needed. And it definitely was to a T. And so it was just the simple first email. Everyone has a goal, but it's just taking the first step. And that was just the first email um, to the director of World Reader, David Risher. And of course, once he heard our story about the school, he was on board for my personal project because it was so in accordance to my heart and really impacted not only myself and my mother, but the whole team that traveled with us. Were you required at this time in your education, um, as a probably as a junior back then, right? Or were you a sophomore? Going into junior year. Going into. So this was the summer between your sophomore yes. and your junior year. Were you required to pick up um, a service project? or was this No, just I wasn't required to pick up a service project. I've been part of NHS and Lion's Heart and those kind of community-based local organizations. But it wasn't required at all. I just, my heart required it. I needed to do it or I wouldn't feel just right with myself leaving them un- yes un- leaving them unassisted and okay so you made that initial contact all like you said with that one email taking that exactly. one step um probably really important for you to let the listeners know that that's all it took to start this process yes that's all it took so many people have these great ideas and want to help But they're just so hesitant to take that first step. And it's just so easy. Just one email started me on this whole journey that's essentially changed my life. Yeah, for the better. And so many others as well, too, right? Oh, yes. Um, Okay, so the person on the other end of that email, what did he do that was obviously very extraordinary to be a part of this? Well, David Arisher founded World Reader. He was used to be on the board of Amazon, so he does have a strong connection to the Kindle. and knows the power it can have in the hands of its user, for sure. So he immediately started, yes, Andy, we are going to launch this project. We have your back. We support you. However, I needed to get all the funds. 
They were there with the Kindles. They were there with the shipping and loading. But I needed to support the financial backing for these Kindles to make it to Kenya. Okay. So in the early days, what were some of the obstacles you had to overcome? Was was the electricity the first one, the solar powered? Um, it wasn't necessarily the first one because through similar projects in the past with the Kindles that had been um, an obstacle to overcome. But initially, I think, was just developing the funds and kind of getting my message out there to the world and to the people in Orange County um, to hear what I have to say and to want to become part of my project and to support my project. Okay. So what was the first thing you did to get people involved here at home? Now, you're a Coda to Cause a resident. Yes, I am. Okay. And you are a senior now at Tesoro? Yes, I am a senior at Tesoro. Very cool. The Tesoro, what are they? The Titans. The Titans, okay. Yes. Little shout out to the Tesoro Titans. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. All right, very good. Um, So what was that, what was, what did you do to get people's interest? Because probably a lot of people didn't come with and share the enthusiasm that you had, right? Well, no, because they didn't have the firsthand experience that I had. Um, So the first step was just having, calling a family meeting essentially just at our dinner table and just saying this is the solution to this problem that we've found we need to figure out steps b c and d to get there because we already did step a with the email right um so my dad he has a strong network of coin collectors in his community um that I was able to definitely reach out to to get initial donations just kind of get the ball rolling because they could see how passionate I was about this project and knowing me um, throughout my life were totally on game with supporting me in that way. Um, But once we got those donations in, we're also thinking of the travel aspect of it, traveling with a purpose. You know, Um, a lot of people travel for pleasure and that's all they reap from their trips is pleasure, a great memory. But when you add a new depth to your vacation, um, another layer with helping out some community-based global action um it's just such a more rewarding experience so we reached out to abercrombie and kent philanthropy because they do a lot of philanthropic philanthropic projects in africa particularly and we talked it was just another email and we talked to them and we got them on board with the whole idea so they kind of took up this project with me and ran with it as well. And we formed this amazing alliance between World Reader and Abercrombie and Kent that really helped get the ball rolling as well. Okay, that's impressive. So here you are, 16-year-old kid brokering a big deal (laughs) (laughs) between two big companies. (laughs) Yes. So, Mom, come into the conversation a little bit and share with me that family dinner, that family meeting, and what that was like for you. Well, um, it's not surprising because we have a lot of family meetings and dinners like that <laughs> because we're all like type A's in the family okay. and have a million projects going on, um, not just in philanthropy, but in business and whatnot. But um, when we're very supportive of each, of each other. So when um, Annie wanted to do this, you know, we're brainstorming and uh, it's like a little think tank at dinner time on where to go with this. And Uh, I think with all of her internet research, hours and hours and many, many emails, she makes it sound like it was very quick, but it went went on for months back and forth, even visits to San Francisco where the World Reader headquarters is, and um, and then reaching out to 
lot of emails to Africa to the director of the school and what they needed over there. And it went on and on for quite a while. So it seems like a very short time, but it was a, almost a full-time job for for Annie. And um, But that dinner was like, okay, we're, there is a convention where hundreds of uh, colleagues of my husband and coin dealers will be that Annie set up a world reader booth there. And um, that's how some of the initial funds were raised. All of Annie going up to everyone and pitching her, you know, <clears throat> her nonprofit. And, excuse me. Yep, that's okay. <clears throat> and um, she was interviewed there as well on a television, local television station for the um, coin show and phone calls. And then she developed her website for fundraising. And then she has um, some other alliances besides Abercrombie and Kent, which is just amazing because they do great work um, where all their luxury safari camps are. They try to help in the marginal communities, the local communities nearby with either medical centers in some way or empowering the communities. And so um, they're taking it with Annie's. We just met with them last week for lunch, uh, Keith Sproul, executive director there, and and they're taking it. Um, they're even doing a World Reader Abercrombie and Kent joint trip this summer for people who have that want to help besides travel to Africa, but they get the opportunity in Tanzania this this summer to actually visit several schools um, that the World Reader is going to be uh, project is going to be placed into. So it's pretty amazing. I think Annie also has another alliance coming up with exclusive resorts. She's putting all three companies together to do some major projects. Very cool, very cool. Okay, so if you're just tuning in, this is Real People OC, and I'm your host, Kimberly Martin, and we gather each and every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. in the afternoon, and I try to bring you interesting folks in Orange County that are doing important things, and today with us we have Annie Hall and her mother, Denise Hall, both from Orange County, I'm sorry, down in Cota de Caza, the south part of Orange County, and they're sharing with us um, how they how one summer trip to a pleasure trip really to Africa uh, sparked an interest in helping children learn to read in a poor Kenyan school um, in in the in in Kareri region. Is yes. that did I say that right? Okay, okay. Saimara in the Saimara. Okay, so um, we're hearing about Annie's story, uh, how she was moved and took one step and that step led her to do all sorts of things so um how important is it that these companies come together and form these alliances with you you know if you want to create a huge change and a huge impact you need to have huge players in the game with you so it really is important to form these alliances between these companies with similar interests now world reader working with Abercrombie and Kent Philanthropy, they can marriage the whole philosophy of traveling with a purpose. Abercrombie and Kent focuses on the traveling point, and World Reader is the purpose, and it absolutely works out wonderfully. Um, and also getting on board the travel company that uh, my family and I personally travel through, Exclusive Resorts, can form this awesome triangle of networking between these three super companies. Um, 
So exclusive resorts could take this, these more intimate, personal members and take these on these once-of-the-life trips and with Abercrombie Kent and with World Reader really add a new depth to their traveling experience. Okay, so tell me, now we've heard World Reader was started to bring put these Kindles in the hands of what you were saying were marginalized communities that needed um, access to resources for teaching. Um Abercrombie and Kent, tell me exactly what they do. They're the philanthropic part of the Abercrombie companies. And what is they provide? Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, Abercrombie and Kent sponsors many, many projects throughout, primarily Africa, um, such as projects as um, bike drives, where if you raise 400 bikes, they'll send it in a container to Africa. But these bikes don't just get distributed. The container turned into a store. They cut out the container, turn it into a bike shop, and have the woman there teach them business and life skills, operate it, and sell the bikes to the people in Africa. So that's just one project of many that Abercrombie and Kent Philanthropy does. So to extend their hand in that role, especially with women, World Reader was a perfect fit. Okay, brilliant. I, I'm really struggling to like believe that you're only that you just turned 18. You're <laughs> such an articulate ambassador for your cause. I'm really Thank impressed, you. Annie. Um, and it's such a pleasure to have you here to share this story. I'm really, Thank really you. grateful. Um, exclusive reports. I don't know anything about them, but how do they fit into this? I know they were the, the people that brought you on your first trip, but you keep mentioning members. So exactly. The exclusive resorts members. We have not reached out to the other members of our trip yet. However, we will be doing that soon. And they're also just another conduit to facilitate the travels, to get the people there to see firsthand the depravity of these schools and how much they need. So exclusive resorts is that vessel to get them there because World Reader wouldn't have started unless I had that firsthand incredible impact of seeing that child read to me and want to read more and have nothing to read. Yeah, right. Well, I, I might be able to fill in a little bit more of what exclusive resorts is. It's a destination travel club that you join and they have um, beautiful homes around the world that you can you know, rent these homes in a sense. You you have so many days a year that you join up with. But they also have journeys, like incredible adventures to Iceland, to Galapagos Islands, and to Kenya, and Botswana, and all over the world. And we love the adventure travel. So that's basically why my family joined. Uh, we do use their homes sometimes as well. They have 4,800 members around the world. And... Um, for instance, uh, the Kenya trip that we took was an exclusive resort. We call it ER trip uh, in 2014. They're uh, replicating that trip this coming summer, which is going to be awesome because you'll have probably about seven families of seven weeks. That's 49 different families going through that same trip this coming summer and visiting the schools that Annie's Kendall's will already be uh, in practice there. They'll be able to see that, uh, which will be amazing, inspire, I hope, other members and and people to um, to give to education. But uh, they, they go to amazing places, and oftentimes they do um, work with Abercrombie and Ken on some of these adventure trips. So they've had a relationship with Abercrombie and Ken, but only from the travel part. Now they're going to have a Hopefully, a, a relationship with a philanthropic 
you know, part of it. So so initially when they took you to the school, was that at your request or was that part of their um, their their mission as well? That was part of their program. It was just a couple of hours afternoon. It was probably five miles away from the camp that we were staying at. Mm-hmm. I see. So, okay. So um, h- tell me how much money you've raised so far. So far, we've raised over $70,000, almost 80000 and that's from my project as a whole with Abercrombie and Kent and World Reader. Um, however, other people have kind of jumped on the World Reader train train um, through hearing my story. And a lot of people have been inspired by what I've done. And they've, which is so exciting for me, they've decided to sponsor schools on their own. So it's having this wonderful chain reaction of kind of by hearsay, different people just going, you know, I want to help, and that's a great way to help because education is so near and dear to people's hearts that a lot of people have been inspired and started to really want to um, sponsor schools that they visited personally because they had that first impact in that area of Africa. Okay, so that's pretty critical to your mission, isn't yes. it? Yes. Is inspiring other kids like yourself? Yes. Are you going to focus on students or anybody that will help? You know, anybody. And that's one of our missions with Abercrombie and Kent is to really – bring out a campaign that when you travel, travel with your kids and really make it with a purpose and put community service in it and really show them the world and what's out there and how they can help. Because that's definitely developed me into who I am today through my parents taking me on these trips, showing me different cultures, showing me the diversity outside of California. Oh. Okay, so mom, this goes back to maybe a little bit of a parenting strategy, or yes. Well, <laughs> since they were very little, um, I'd take them to Europe. Um, they've been around the world a few times with my children. Um, Annie packed her bags at four years old, <laughs> so <laughs> she's a great traveler. How many kids do you have? I have two. Okay. I have. She has an older brother as well, but they can negotiate on their own. Probably every airport and. <laughs> ship trains everything even if I wasn't there so they're great travelers but I would always be conscious of pointing out you know other people or the less fortunate in all of our travels and um, thinking about what we can do in different places and uh, so they've been kind of growing up with that consciousness social consciousness I would say why why do you you know, some parents might be fearful to share that with their kids because, you know, those situations can be traveling or they can be difficult and um, add, you know, elements of the unknown. Tell me why that was so important to you. And I don't and want my children to be raised with fear mm-hmm. and uh, I want them to be independent, bold, think of other people. We're very lucky in our lives. We're very fortunate and, uh, you know, to we want to give it forward, spread it out a little bit. Um, the whole pay what it we, Yeah, well. pay it forward for what we have in our life. And it just brings so much joy to us. Um, as we, And plus, we can see the incredible places in the world with um, wild animals. Annie swam with sharks in the Galapagos. She's been to Russia. Um, just many, many places. She has other places. Other things on her bucket list at a young age already, <laughs> and um, but it's very important. Even when we're in the big cities, I would say, look at you know there would be people asking for money and down and out. You know, I'd be with them 
with my children talking to these people. Mm-hmm. And um, but I think I think if you you know to me everyone in the world is amazing. I I, I don't I never see the bad, and my children don't see the bad. When we travel, uh, you'll you'll find the more and more you travel. That everyone's alike. You know, we're all the same deep down inside. And then just whether it's in Turkey, um, just amazing times. And he's been in Turkey when the whole Gaddafi problem was going on in Libya. And there was world uh, leaders there next to us, um, actually even at the same hotel, making the whole new Libyan uh, government in front of our eyes, actually at breakfast with us in Hillary Clinton was in the next hotel and just amazing things. And all these opportunities, um, I want them to think. Think about doing something later on in their life. Keep moving it forward. You know, when I'm not here, my husband's not here, uh, I feel very certain that my kids are capable of negotiating this small planet. (laughs) And being those ambassadors for something greater than themselves. Oh, absolutely. And um, people that she's met through world, like David Risher at World Reader, Keith Sproul at Abercrombie and Kent are incredible mentors for her to see what they've done with their lives. Like Keith Sproul was head of the World Wildlife Fund for a while and um, lived in Saudi Arabia and Africa and brought his five children all over the place in Russia. And um, they're very supportive of Annie, and it's great that she has this network of people for years to come. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, What a gift to give that to your children. Yes, I feel so fortunate to be able to do that. Um, And, you know, even if I didn't have, say, the financial, it costs money to do these things, but if I didn't have the financial needs, I'd be looking for something local. To, to get involved with my children as well, mm-hmm. and um, and we still do. We we look and think constantly about projects. And uh, tell me if you would um, reflect for a minute, both of you, if you'd like, on what it's like growing up in Orange County and raising kids in Orange County when there's such a, um, I don't know, such a. Uh, just that other element where our kids are constantly brushing up against uh, the unattractive side of affluence. Uh, It's very difficult um, just um, to avoid those pitfalls. You you have to keep your kids busy and thinking uh, more globally Mm -hmm. out of Orange County, Mm -hmm. you know, because um, it is a big world there. And uh, Orange County is not our only world. I mean, everything in the world affects us here in Orange County. Right. But to stay away from drugs and alcohol, keep your kids busy, keep them thinking about helping others. Um, travel is a great way. I think travel is so impactful to children and teenagers to um, make them want to do more and to be the best they can when they see other uh, cultures um, exposed to other cultures and makes you not afraid or stay in your own little bubble. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Annie, Annie can speak to anyone. I mean, whether it's very, she's, if children have an affinity for her as, a, as well as adults, senior citizens, wherever we are, whether they even speak the same language or some kind of communication that she's developed with, with people. And whether it's a smile or just digging in and helping playing soccer with these little kids, uh, in Africa, you know, there's always a common language, even if you don't speak the same 
Soccer seems to be it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> especially around the world. <laughs> All right, so if you're just tuning in, um, this is Kimberly Martin again, Real People OC, and I have the pleasure of having with me Annie Hall. Uh, the project we're discussing, she's also here with her mother, Denise Hall. The project we're discussing is Kenyan Kindles, and I'm just really excited about this story. It's such a positive, warm story. I just asked your mom about what it's like brushing up against some of the more negative sides of affluence here in Orange County. Um, it seems to me what you're doing is certainly a, a brilliant antidote to that. But what is it like being a teenager with these goals and aspirations when some of your counterparts probably aren't experiencing the same um, joy of service that you've gotten to, you've come to know through this project? Yes, well, I definitely feel extremely fortunate to be traveling before I could even remember um, just having my eyes open to these different cultures in the whole world. Um, growing up in Orange County, it's hard being in sometimes a classroom of students who've not only, not the fact that they haven't traveled anywhere, but their mind is so closed in to their surroundings and just the locale of Orange County and the safety. It's an awesome, beautiful, safe place to raise your kids, but to keep your mind just in this bubble and to not let it expand and wander the world and have your eyes see so many different things is such a shame. Um, I know some kids who just have a hard time calling someone or calling the takeout to order food because they're shy. And um, growing up, traveling and meeting different people and interacting with different people, and now with World Reader, interacting with very um, high business people um, has really taught me um, how to socialize with people not just of my age and of the same community, but of anywhere any age, any culture. I think that's going to serve you well. Um, Have you been lucky enough in this process to bring along some friends that are in school with you to join you in these efforts? You know, I really haven't gotten the chance to get some friends on board with me. Everyone's so busy. Everyone has conflicting schedules. And it was a family trip. Mm -hmm. So to keep it kind of intimate with the family is really rewarding and kind of special for us. Okay. All right. Good to know. Um, do you see this growing for you? And do you see this as being a project you'll keep keep working towards even when you go off to college? Oh, definitely. This is a project I am certainly planning on pursuing during college and after college. Um, but not just through World Reader. I think World Reader is very near and dear to my heart, and I will be... Um, in contact with them and helping them for the rest of my life. But in just traveling, I'm going to college next year. I want to study international affairs. I'm very interested in international business as well. Traveling's in my blood. I'm kind of a nomad. I need to be moving around. But it's definitely through traveling. My parents have ingrained with me this um, kind of passion to see the world. And that's definitely going to fuel the rest of my life. Ah, that's exciting. That's exciting news. Okay, so let's get down to the brass tacks of this project, because this is this is where if anybody's listening and they're, uh, you know, interested in finding out more about how one can um, one can help if they wanted to. You have a website. And then let's talk about how people can um, participate in that. I do have a personal fundraising website, and the address to that is fundraise.worldreader.org backslash Annie Hall. However, just in general to find out 
about World Reader, you could go on worldreader.org. And I do, um, I am on an ambassador, student ambassador for World Reader, so you can read my bio on their website as well, just to get a feel of my personal mission. But you can also check out other people's. There's so many great stories and just very interesting roads and paths to explore of how these people all ended up in this same on the same mission with World Reader. It's very fascinating. Okay, and so when somebody looks to contribute on that fundraise website, are they um, looking to contribute a specific amount, one the value of one Kindle? How does that work? Um, currently, it is by amount. Now, with traveling and other things, getting Abercrombie and Kent and exclusive resorts, um, we're working out a deal to purchase by Kindle. Um, but on the fundraise site, you know, everyone wants to help and. Whatever measure that is within your own capability and comfortability, it's a huge step from a donation of $5 to a donation of $1,000. It's a huge step, and it should feel just as rewarding to you no matter what you donate because it's something you're doing out of your comfort zone. And it is a tax-deductible donation, and it is very easily made via credit card on my fundraising page. Okay, how much does it cost to buy one of these Kindles? I would imagine they're uh, maybe sturdier or hardier than what we have, or they, you know, they require some some kind of reinforcements to go into this environment where um, they're used pretty rigorously with students. Well, definitely, and a lot of people think of the cost of the Kindle, but there's a lot behind it. There's the cost of outfitting the Kindle with the cases, the cost of downloading the. Fin- Kindle and buying licensing agreements with different authors, the cost of shipping the Kindles and training the staff and sending them to Kenya, to implementing the solar-powered outlets and the charging stations and building all of that. So right now, in the future, we're looking at a cost per Kindle price of, I believe my mom could confer- confirm this, but around $150. Oh, and including all of those other things. Yes. That's remarkable. Yes. Wow, very cool. There's also the custom fees when the boxes come. We like to ship them out in boxes of 50. They're called blue boxes. But um, just to go back on the the training that's needed for that, you take um, people without these um, with resources, with books, you take these teachers. And I heard a story of one of them where we trained for the Inquiry School. They drove three teachers and the director six hours on dirt roads to get to Nairobi, the capital, to go through a three or four day training with the World Reader people, set up a conference there for them so that they can train. And all the way back in the rains with wild animals along the road, they're very dedicated to bring these um, programs to Kenya. As a matter of fact, I like to say on the launch uh, the first launch at the school in Inkiriri in the Maasai Mara region. That's the southern region north of Tanzania in Kenya. This is where the, the famous Maasai warriors live. Um, at the launch was so amazing. There was 1,500 children in a field during the launch from neighboring schools to see the program. 1,000 community leaders, including tribal leaders and the governor, uh, six or seven news agencies from Kenyan papers that came for this launch because it's, it's just amazing. They, 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 they think of this as a promise that the president um, 
had given the country when he was elected that every student would have like an iPad or some kind of electronic device. And then he realized that would have been the most expensive program Kenya has ever had, ever, and they didn't um, implement the program. They're, they're, in a way, they're saying Annie did what the president of Kenya wasn't able to do, to bring the candles <laughs> into the hands of these students. So it, it is remarkable. And not only it's it started off at one school, and right now we're in 12 schools including Tanzania and Zambia. And one school in Tanzania in particular we're so excited about this uh, early quarter of this year is for the deaf and the disabled. And to watch the deaf children signing while they're reading the candles is just so heartwarming. It's amazing. Um, I bet you wish you were there for that launch day, weren't you? Yes, I really do. And hopefully I'll be back soon. Yeah, well, you were probably in school being a good student. Yes. Um, wow, what an what an amazing uh, analogy to draw that Annie was able to do what the Kenyan president uh, was unable to do. <laughs> that is pretty remarkable. Um, so, okay, so do you want to read the message that you read to them? I don't have to read it, but I did um, for the launch. Yeah, for the write launch a message for the launch, and I sent it to them because even though I couldn't be there in form, I wanted them to really hear from my heart what this project was and what each of them, each student meant to me and why I wanted to bring them Kindles. Well, uh, there's some there's some words you write here that I think would be worth reading. Would you read it for me? Yeah, I could okay. read the message. I said, to all the beautiful students at Inkareri and beyond, as well as their families in the Mara community, I want to thank everyone for welcoming me to your school during my visit a summer ago and for opening up my heart. I saw in your eyes and your smiles the eagerness to learn and the desire to move forward with your education. I am so honored to give you the opportunity to use the new e-readers in your schools. School for me is many things. It's a place for me to be with friends, play sports, sing in the choir, and share ideas. But most importantly, importantly, school is where I prepare for my future by doing my best in my studies so that I can go to university and make a difference in my life and the world. I'm in my last year of high school, a senior, and I plan on going to university next year. My hope is that school will be all of those things for you, too. Learn together, study hard, and you'll be rewarded for your efforts by continuing your education and bringing what you have learned back to your families and communities. I want to thank World Reader and Abercrombie and & Kent and the courageous and lovely Sarah Lirium as she directed the whole launch, for their commitment to helping your community and for making my vision come true. I wish I could be with you today, but I will come to visit you again, and you can show me all that you have learned. My warmest thoughts to all of you, your friend, Annie Hall. Oh, Annie, your letter is just beautiful. Thank you. It is just so beautiful. And, um, you know, I'm so touched. I I look at this, and all that you're showing me here are the beautiful pictures, uh, the kids holding the Kindles I'm getting to see. Are any of these photos on your website so people can see them as well? Yes, some of them are on the fundraising page, so people can go check them out. I notice the kids are all wearing uniforms. Is that pretty typical in the Kenyan Yes, schools? that's very typical. <coughs> Beautiful. Otherwise, some of them won't have <coughs> appropriate clothes to wear to school. Right, so their school clothes are what they, what they, what they have to wear. Um, how many Kindles have you... Have you raised money for? Do you have a number? Um, about 500 there it's now. about 500 Kindles to outfit the 12 schools that we have projects in right now and growing. 
Um, the so. children share them. Um, yes. Some of them, a couple right now until they get their own kennels in that school. They're doing like a little mobile library through maybe two or three schools that are sharing. And um, But what's really important <laughs> as well is that kennels um, don't just perhaps stay in the school. We, you know, what was very impactful was visiting the village where they live nearby, where they're living in one-room little mud huts with no windows and small little communities. And these are where the children, walk, you know, live and walk to school. But they, they, hopefully in the future, some of the students, as a reward, will be able to take some of these candles. Since they're backlit, they can read them in the dark. There's no electricity in the villages. And we'll be able to read stories to their the elders yeah. to their parents to their other siblings that don't get a chance to go to school because they have to stay home and and help you know gather you know food and water and do the chores right right um so i've got two questions but i want to double back and ask about sarah a little bit can you tell me about sarah Sarah is a remarkable woman. Um, just this summer, she flew out from Kenya and just kind of did a tour around the United States talking to girls about her mission and empowering women. And I got to meet her and give her a little tour of Hollywood and just open her eyes up to California. And that was amazing. But not meet her, just reunite with her because I did see her on our trip um, to Kenya two summers ago. And she's a woman... Of, she's a renaissance woman. She could do anything and everything. She tells, she has these fantastic stories um, and heartbreaking and heartwarming and just even stories about how she stopped an arranged marriage between two 13-year-old girls and all these things. So the power that this woman has and the heart that she has for all the students in Kenya is remarkable. And she's the one that um, was the director of the school, correct? Yes, and she... Um, helped the launch. She's a coordinator between Abercrombie and Kent Philanthropy at that marginal community. Okay. So she helps with the school. Um, she's a single mom raising her child. I think she was, she had her child at a very young age, at 14, but she was able to go on and go to university. So she knows what the power of education is for African students and particularly for women to keep the girls in school. Um, one of the questions I was going to ask earlier was about the content that goes on to these Kindles. Um, you talked about it being in, uh, an expense, but then when you draw the stories about how the, the children can take the books or the Kindles home and read stories to their family. Has there been thought given to the type of content that is downloaded so that it creates a really deep relevance in their communities when they take those Kindles home? Yes, that is a big, big part of the project and what is highly focused on. Um, a lot of the content uploaded onto these books are from some from local authors from celebrating the African culture. Um, there's even been an upload by a girl. Um, I believe she wrote it when she was in the equivalent to our sixth grade. Um, a poem that she wrote. And she was from Kenya. And they were able to even publish that and upload that onto the Kindle so other her students could read it and other village students could read it as well. So we're definitely trying to celebrate the African culture through putting these um, cultural texts on the Kindles. Um, however, what we're looking into... Um, in my project more so is to really focus on trying to upload 
relevant text to the problems now the socioeconomic the health problems the animal conservation problems in Kenya right now to really um, ingrain in these kids um, minds their duty to their wildlife that they have and um, caution them about the health risks of living in such a rural area there's information um, that we're planning to get um, published about AIDS and AIDS prevention exactly um, also, we're working with Lions Guardian, which is a huge conservation in Kenya, um, to get text about anti-poaching. Because it is a deep-rooted cultural right to go out and kill a lion for your passage into adulthood. But realizing that tourism is one of the, what essentially the economy of Africa relies on, is that that's very counterproductive. And just just in simplistic terms, in storybooks, to get these kids to understand um, the importance and the beauty of their wildlife is one of our missions as well. Oh, that's incredible. Um, so, well, we still have we still have some more time. So, uh, so probably my next question for you, Annie, is what's next for you? I, you're probably off to college. Are you? enjoying the search of where you want to go or have you figured that out yet you know if you asked me this question a couple months ago i would probably be a little more anxious to respond a little nervous in the whole throes of writing my essays but right now all the apps are in and i'm just waiting okay so you're sitting pretty any exactly. anyone in particular that you hope to go to you know what? i love california three? so i'd have to say stanford's my number one okay. and then maybe ucla but i also love business and I love cities so Harvard's up there too for it sure. Is. So you pulled the grades so you can ho hope that you know I'm crossing my fingers there's a lot of amazing students out there. She has the interview today actually. <laughs> oh wow that's exciting. With Princeton. Oh, oh <laughs> good very exciting cross our fingers. Uh, okay so but this project is being near and dear to your heart tell me why it continues to drive you on and what you plan to do with it in the future. You know education is so important and it's so powerful it opens so many doors for people not just myself or underprivileged students in particular um and literacy is everything i was an avid reader um when i was younger you know hiding under my bed sheets reading waiting for my mom to uh get a little angry at me when it was two three o'clock at night but and i still am and just even just hearing the statistic that um in america itself when they are um Developing a new community and delegating space for a jail there or a juvenile hall, essentially. Um, the way they decide how much space to delegate um, for that need, for that jail need, um, is by looking at the literacy rate. And the lower the literacy, um, the board of that community decides to delegate more space for that community jail. Now, that correlation just says everything. Literacy and learning could drive these students to new opportunities, collegiate um, levels of education, and just opening their mind up and softening their hearts to the world through reading. You don't have the opportunity to travel, but you read these books and you're traveling. Oh, that's amazing. That's well said. And and shocking, the statistic you share, too, and really, really, quite frankly, disappointing. Um, yeah. So, okay, so what's next for you and World Reader, and where do you want to go with this? I mean, 500, we, we don't want to, we don't want to minimize 500 Kindles in the hands of a bunch of lucky little kids, because that's an amazing number, but how do we begin to tap that really dramatic need? Well, 
what we've accomplished so far, I think, is just the tip of the iceberg. But definitely with this um, new partnerships between um, these companies, um, that's really going to kick things off to a faster pace progression in this project. Um, but as you mentioned, I'm going to college and bringing this project with me. There's so many clubs and organization opportunities on campus and so many willing students to help that I think it really is part of my plan to open that up to a university and kind of bring World Reader onto a campus and get students involved, especially like-minded students who've maybe traveled or from different ethnic backgrounds, very diverse student bodies at the schools I'm looking at, I think would really understand the importance of the project I'm working on. Okay, good. So finding ways to duplicate yourself, maybe through exactly. um, maybe chapter organizations on campus that uh, will organize with the express purpose of raising money for these yes. Kindles. So um, I want to repeat one more time your website, because I think that's important. And let's spell your name this time, too, okay? Yes. My website is fundraise.worldreader.org backslash Annie Hall. And Annie Hall is A N N. I-E-H-A-L-L. Okay, good. So <clears throat> part of what you love is travel. Yes. Can you see this program as, as something you put in your backpack when you travel the world? Oh, definitely. I think traveling in Africa was very important. It was the initial impact of seeing those um, underprivileged students in schools, but there's so many places that I've traveled to that I'm just thinking and always thinking that the Kindle program would perfectly be installed in that situation, such as we haven't really tapped into Central America yet. And there's huge need for learning resources in Central America. And going throughout the world, there's always something that needs to be done. Like with my mother in Ecuador, um, we did a reforestation project and planted trees. Same thing in Africa, we planted trees as well. But from an environmental to a learning objective, there's definitely things anyone could do, including myself, when they travel. Ah, okay. We have a couple more trips planned this summer, and one of them is to Iceland. We've looked into um, what we can do there, so we're still we're still investigating. From a travel standpoint, or from a needs service from a needs service project. What are some of the issues that face? I uh, think uh, in, Iceland. in Iceland, it might be more conservation with the whaling and um, those kind of issues. Uh, Iceland only has, I think, 350,000 people, and they pulled out of their economic crisis, so they're doing quite well. Perhaps the next summer, we're thinking about Mongolia. There might be some more needs over in Mongolia, and uh, so we have time to investigate that as well. Very cool. Well, I have so enjoyed this time with you, gals. I am just so impressed. And uh, even more um, more impressive is the amount of talent and people you've drawn into this project um, and the support you've gotten from, you know, three pretty, you know, credibly, well, obviously, terribly credibly, uh, major companies that are giving you a lot of support in these efforts. Is there anybody you want to say a thank you to for this while you're here? You know, first and foremost, I'd like to thank my mom for bringing me on the trip. Um, and I have to do a little shout out to my dad because he was there with me, supporting me from the very beginning. And um, my grandma as well, being on the trip with me, she's definitely been excited to see the progress and just my personal development through this project. 
But, you know, I would really like to thank David Risher for founding World Reader and not just for founding World Reader, but kind of taking me under his wing and being such an amazing role model that he truly is. He's had so much career success in his life and to be able to not think of giving back as essentially a community service, but as his duty and obligation to the world. I think that's remarkable. That is remarkable. And just to refresh, uh, he he was formerly the VP of Amazon, right? Yes, he was. <clears throat> and now he's working on philanthropic issues. And yes. You said there was a really interesting bio somebody could read up on him. Where was that? Jeff Bezos wrote it? Oh, Did I get there that is, one? on Amazon, there is a dedication to David Risher on Amazon about his life and his character. And that's a really good insight into what a great man he truly is. But you could definitely read up on him and his team at worldreader.org. Okay, very good. Well, ladies, I'm so thankful for the time. And uh, I can't wait to see where you go from here, Annie Hall. What definitely. A, what, a, what a pleasure to thank you for having to us. meet you and, and see how wonderful. Uh, it's our pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, ladies.